Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Voyager Way. If all goes to plan, this episode will get us to 700 downloads or listens of our podcast. So we just want to say thank you for your continued support, and we'll see you at 1,000. You can probably guess from the title, but today's podcast is the second episode of the Outdoor Question of the Week. Just in case this is anybody's first time listening or you didn't get a chance to listen to our intro podcast, um, just like the listeners can get a quick idea of who we are. Let's go around the studio quick and say your name, um, and what you're up to nowadays in like 10 seconds or less. Tanner, you go first. Yep. Um, Tanner Schmidt, Nick's brother. Uh, right now I'm currently studying at St. Cloud State, uh, one year left in, uh, to get a degree in economics. Nice. I'm Zach Fritz. I'm in St. Cloud, Minnesota right now, and I'm working as the program director for Lave Voyagers uh, Incorporated, a small nonprofit that takes uh, young adults into uh, the wilderness on different um, excursions. And so I'm kind of doing a lot of that right now and then working on some paddles as kind of a hobby on the side as well. Sam? Sam Medvick here. I'm in Minneapolis currently finishing up a degree in engineering at the University of Minnesota and working part-time at Midwest Mountaineering down here. Cool. And I am Nick Schmidt, uh, working full-time as a physical therapist right now. Um, and I usually fill the majority of my free time working on content like this to kind of bring more of the outdoor experience to you guys. So we got a couple other projects in the works here, um, but that is in the future stuff. So um, perfect. So without further ado, let's get right into the outdoor question of the week. Uh, so a little bit of a background about this question um, I would venture to say that if you follow some sort of outdoorsy social media page or podcast or anything like that, I feel like the vast majority of them, if not all of their content makes it look like being outdoors and spending time, um, doing all these fun outdoor activities is always like all sunshine and rainbows where like nothing goes wrong. And it's like the best thing ever. And you should, everybody should do it and be outdoors like hundred percent of the time. Um, but, uh, anybody who will tell you, including us, who has spent even like a moderate amount of time on, out, on outdoor trips or doing outdoor activities knows that there are plenty of times where you just have really shitty times. Like you just have a really shitty time. But to pretend it's all sunshine and rainbows and like nothing ever goes wrong would be doing a disservice to you guys. So plus like even though it's usually miserable going through some of these experiences, there's usually like pretty, they're, they're pretty fun to relive and kind of talk about once you've actually gotten through them. Um, yeah, what you guys say, that's kind of half of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is even talking about it, it's like now after you have those bad experiences, it's hard to go back and look at them as bad experiences because like you said, you learn from them and that's kind of part of the fun is like suffering a little bit with that group of people you're with or yeah. it kind of brings you closer together. So I definitely agree. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so the official outdoor question of the week is what is one of the worst outdoor experiences that you've ever had? So we'll kind of go around the studio and everybody will answer. And then if people have a really good like second one that they want to share, we can do that at the end too. But um, yeah, we'll just kind of start from there. So who wants to go first? Who's got, who's got, I can go first if we want, but yeah, go, you go yeah, first. You got it. Okay. Okay. So um, mine was actually on the Voyager's trip and uh, they do something kind of unique that uh, one, one day and one night of the trip of the 30 day trip. Um, 
you do a solo night leading into a trio day. So on this solo, you have a day to yourself and then you sleep by yourself, like obviously overnight. And mine was on my first year trip solo night. And I was trying to, or I could build my shelter like during the day. So it was all like, it was perfect. I had the, the tarp. No, no. What did I have? Yeah, I had the tarp. So I had the tarp over. If you can imagine like a slope, like a rock slope with like a 90 degree cut into the rock, it was like perfect right where like they dumped me off for the solo day. So I made like my bed. I got like some, some trees and leaves and whatever. And I had a pretty good like mattress, quote unquote. And then I put the tarp over top of me. It's like if it rained, I'd be totally fine. And then you also get on this trip, you get a bug net that um, is just like loose fitting. So it's not like there's no hard structure to it. It's just like a loose fitting rectangle bug net that you get because the mosquitoes are terrible out there once the sun goes down and when the sun's up. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, anyway, I didn't realize that like you have to have, there's little like, what would you call them? Like little grommets. Yeah. Grommets in each corner. And they're there for a reason. Cause you're supposed to hang it up. So into like, the perfect rectangle. Yes. Into the perfect like rectangle. Like it's set up to be instead of just like my, my idea was like, Oh yeah, I'll just like, get into my sleeping bag and then just like drape the net over top of me, which is what I did. Um, and so it's like my campsite just happened to be in a place where there was like no wind at all. And it was super hot and humid at night. Um, so I was literally like when I crawled in my sleeping bag, I was like, wow, this is really hot in here. But it was like a fight between if I'm, if I'm outside of my sleeping bag, then I'm going to get bit by bugs or just like, it wasn't even like they were biting me. They were just like, I could feel them just tapping me like over my whole body. It's like the net was just right over me. So they knew where I, I don't know how they figured it out, but like obviously they knew where I was. So they were just like tap, 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 like all over the place. I think some of them were able to bite me through the net a little bit. Um, so it was, which is like unbearable. Like I, I could handle it for like maybe like five minutes. So then like, but the, like the flip side of that was just crawling into my sleeping bag and it was like, gosh, I obviously don't know what temperature it was. It was probably around like 80 or 90 degrees, like full humidity. Like it was just super humid. It's like, I could, I didn't want to be in my sleeping bag because I would just like pour sweat. It was like a sauna. So like that whole night I barely slept. It was like just a combination of being in my sleeping bag until I literally couldn't like, I was just sweating. It's like, I could not say anymore. So I get out of my sleeping bag, but then I just get bit by bugs. And I, pro <laughs> I probably got like, maybe two hours of sleep. Like that was, that was for sure. Without question, like my whole entire 26 year old life, that was the worst night sleep ever. Like that was the worst night I ever had in my life. Like oh. for sure. Cause like it was just, there's no, there's nothing I could do yeah. to be comfortable. Yeah. Like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, you cop between a hard place and a rock. You yes. Play. And like, I was, I was literally just like, <laughs> I was like praying that the sun would come up. That was like one of those nights where like, yeah. you're just praying that the sun would come up to like, get me the heck out of you're here. Like, I don't care. I know I'm not going to get sleep for the next day. Yes. Just let it yes, be the next day. <laughs> Please come up. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the worst for sure nights on, uh, Tanner, um, Tanner, let me know if this was you or not. I can't remember if it was you or somebody else I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody else about their solo day experience. And as like a participant, you don't have a watch or anything unless you have the canoe at your campsite so that you know, like when you need to get up to go pick up the rest of your trio the next day. Um, so if you're not in that, you don't have a watch. And so I know there was somebody, was this you? Probably. Who, uh, ended up like going to bed like they got a little bored so they just decided they wanted to go to bed like in the middle of the day like take a nap or something like that and then they woke up that night and they oh. thought it was the next no morning, but it just wasn't even nighttime yet. <laughs> and so they like 
packed up all our stuff. No we were like way. getting ready to get picked up. But it was still like the same night. So oh they still had to sleep throughout the whole entire night. I yeah. don't remember who that was, but. No, it wasn't me. I, I thought you were going to say, because I didn't have a watch either, obviously. You went to eat your food. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting yeah. to eat my food. I like <laughs> literally didn't eat my lunch until like 5 p.m. Because I was so scared I was going to starve myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's got, who's got their next story? Sam, let's go. You're up. I want to hear yours. Sure. Mine's a bit of a two-part story because Reagan and I have now tried this river two times and we failed both times so the first time it was we made the mistake of forgetting some essential gear so our plan what do you mean what do you mean fishing so we were we were just going to do an overnight we get dropped off first time his dad dropped us off and then his we parked reagan's truck at the bottom at a parking lot and so we were just gonna paddle to his truck and gotcha. drive out the next morning. Yeah, a little day commute trip. Yeah, just just like one overnight. And yep. so okay. the first time we tried it, our plan was to sleep in hammocks because we'd never done that before. Just like the Eno ones that you can buy at Shields or wherever. And so we were going to bring a tent as a backup, obviously, in case it rained. And we had started driving. It's the Crow Wing River, kind of by Little Falls and Staples, that area of the state. And so we had gotten on Highway 10, and we realized that we forgot to bring the tent with. We had our hammocks, but we forgot the tent. And we're like, okay, we're not. We decided not to turn around and we take our chances if it was going to rain or not, just with our hammocks. And so we get going on the river, we get to the campsite, and we're setting up, and it's getting towards dark, and it starts to rain. And we're just not prepared for this at all. We don't have a tarp or anything, just our hammocks. So we make the decision to try and keep paddling. And we each had headlamps. So we're like, okay, maybe we can paddle through the dark. But as soon as we got going, it was just pitch black. We couldn't see anything. And the river got super shallow. So we were just hammering rocks left and right. (laughs) Going down the river. So we're we're like, okay, this is not going to work for however many miles we have left. And so we keep going a little bit. And we hear voices on the side of the river. Like there's cabins along the river here and there. And we hear voices out in a yard. So we pull over. And... We, we walk up the yard and there's a bunch of kids playing and we're like, can we speak to your parents? Kind of like we're kind of nervous to come into their backyard in the middle of the night. But we go in and there's these dads just sitting around the table, like playing cards. And they are just they're like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And we're, we're like by Little Falls and I had my cathedral hockey hat on. And I think they were a Little Falls hockey family because they, they asked us about it a little bit. And that was the year, Tanner, that we just whacked them in the section final. <laughs> it was like right after that. So they just did not like having us there. But we're like, could you guys give us a ride back to our car in Motley, back to the truck? And they, one of them very reluctantly gave us a ride back. And we like packed up our canoe and drove back to St. Cloud in the same night that we started or the same. <laughs> that we started. So that was, that was attempt one. And then after my freshman year of college, we're like, okay, let's give this another shot. Um, 
so we we had every we have everything ready to go like our tent and everything and this time my grandparents gave us a ride to the the top and we left the truck at the bottom again uh but we we started at the wrong spot we started too far up river and we we paddled like almost the whole day and we or probably about half the day and we got to the spot that we had started the last time we did it so we were <laughs> way farther north than we needed to be and we weren't going to make it to the campsite in time so we're like okay do we we had to decide again if we were going to keep going or pull out again at a at like a bridge and that's what we decided to do because we were not going to bounce off rocks in the dark again so <laughs> So we pulled over at this bridge and we walked down the road a little bit. We hit our stuff under the bridge and walked down the road for a little bit. And we come across this, this compound in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, it's, there's a church there, a house, and then these like smaller cabins. And it, it gave me like kind of culty vibes. It was, it was a weird place, but there's like cars everywhere. Like there's a bunch of people there, some sort of gathering, and so we walk up and we approach this, these group of guys like circled together talking. And I, I kind of said like, Hey, we we're looking for a ride back to Motley to get our truck. Would any of you be able to give us a ride quick? And one of them, they just kind of like look at us, like don't really say anything. And then one of them goes, this is a funeral. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking at them and they're in like jeans and like t-shirts the guy's wearing like a NASCAR t-shirt and I'm like oh I I'm so sorry like I, we had no idea and so we like walked away from those guys and we we approached another group that seemed a little more friendly and they were like oh sure they they were happy to give us a ride. So it was like me and Reagan in the back of a mi minivan with like six other people. They gave us a ride to our truck. Well, then, were you in like spots uh, on this river, like both times you had to get a ride back? No, it stopped at the spot that they started at last time. The second time we, we pulled over at a bridge and then we just walked down the road a little bit. The first time it was just pitch black. So we, we heard the voices just along the river and we just went up to the cabin. And So like how long did the drive take for them like to take you back to where you needed to go? It was only about a 20 minute drive to Motley. And oh, that's not bad. We're at a funeral, dude. <laughs> what time was that? It was like early evening probably i want to say like five or six ish oh. it, it, in, like, it was so weird i had like i had no idea that they it, it seemed like a family gathering kind of thing like i like i don't know a family reunion or something but no was it, it like in a yard or was it in a cemetery it was, was like it church it was just this strange comp. Like, I think it was someone's property, but they had like a church like structure and then these, these smaller like cabins, like you would have at like a summer camp or something. Was there not, so was there not a place to like, could you have just set up the tent somewhere like along the river or why'd you guys want to get back that night or that day? Um, we, we definitely could have, we, we talked about just setting up and paddling farther. I can't remember. We might've had something like the next day that we, we wanted to get back in time for. So we weren't going to have time to paddle as far as we would need to. 
Gotcha. Um, Oh, that's funny. So when's round three going? I mean, hopefully by now we can get it done, get the one night over it. Now that we've done the copper mine and all that, maybe we're prepared for the crow wing again, but it's a beat, guys. I don't know. Did you you say what year those – or what years those were? Yeah, so the first time we went was my senior year in the spring, so 2016. And then we tried again the following spring, 2017. Nice. Wow. So you almost have to do it again just to, like, prove to yourself, like, okay, we can, like, we can pack and spend one night on this river. (laughs) On the Crow Wing River, yeah, it's – it's beat. We're over two, so we really do have to go back and just finish it off. I think. Sounds like some good adventures on it, though. <laughs> yeah, good stories for sure. Met some met some interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> Half the town it sounds like. <laughs> you know, you guys again. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right, who's up? I got it. Zach, you're last. Okay, so uh, my experience, uh, like Nick is also on a, a Le Voyager excursion. Um, so a little bit of background for the other people listening that may not have been on a trip or whatever, just don't know. The kids get to do some sort of like planning for the route. I mean, a lot of it. So like before the trip, you get to go look at the maps or whatever and plan where you want to go. Like you can plan it to be kind of difficult or you can plan it to be a little bit easier at times, kind of whatever you want. So our beginning of the trip started off with a couple like of the named portages so a couple pretty tough portages and then it kind of led us into the blood vein river which would be a little bit easier but uh doing those portages it kind of took us on a little bit of a like unknown path or kind of some uncharted waters so there these thing called what are they called the uh, pencil streams yeah on a map yeah so if it's if the line of where a supposed river is supposed to be or water is skinnier than a pencil then it's kind of like a 50 50 shot right it looks like it looks like somebody took a pencil and drew it on the map like a really thin line it's too the river's usually too small to like it's just you're trying to draw it to scale so the river's too small to do anything bigger than literally just draw a line Uh, yeah and they may just be seasonal rivers too yeah so you don't know know. all of that information being said now We decided that after all these portages, we would have, we would be ready for a little pencil stream. And if it wasn't there, who cares? We just did these portages. We can get through it, whatever. So we get there. It's like day seven. So we're kind of just like feeling good about the trip. We're kind of getting into the rhythm of things. And we get there mid-afternoon, I want to say, and there's no stream there. (laughs) And not even is there no stream there. It's like the valley of this river is like, I want to say... 200 to 300 yards long right okay but it's all just like what is it called bog and like just big bushes like bushes taller than you and the like bog, shrubs and stuff shrubs so you can't get as it. tall as you but yeah. then the underneath is just bog so you can't yeah. walk because it's like water pretty much yeah whatever like two like 300 yards wide where the river sh- like maybe once was way back then and then there should have been a, maybe a little pencil stream in there somebody thought yeah <laughs> but there was definitely not so anyway we get going and we're like whatever we just got to push through it so we start going and we're going through that stuff yeah just no path everybody's on their own yeah. kind of just like we're on it like let's go like, just just get through it yeah. try to find a river on your way and if it leads to something then maybe we could paddle out of it 
but we get like an hour and a half of the way into this thing, not going anywhere. And the skies just start to just clouds, just super dark clouds. And it oh, just no. starts to get really stormy and like <laughs> a little bit scary. Yeah. So we had a solo guy and he made the decision that this could be pretty bad. I think there's like, there's really dark clouds. I don't know if we heard some thunder, or if we saw a little bit of lightning right away, but anyway, the decision was to head backwards because oh, no. <laughs> there was a good campsite back before the bog where stop started. started. Yeah, yeah. Where we started. <laughs> so it's not that hard to persuade nine guys to go backwards a little bit where you can be in a comfy place to get some food and rest <laughs> instead of like hiking through a storm. So yeah. that's what we decided to do. We're like, okay, we'll go back, whatever, rest up, and then we'll attack this in the day. <laughs> so we go backwards and we set up our camp, whatever. It's kind of a shitty night. The storm wasn't great, like bathing, setting up camp and all that. But the worst part about it was we just went an hour and a half through that and we have to wake up the next morning and we're all like, we know exactly where we're going to have to go. Like we know exactly what we have to get through. We just like spent an hour and a half. We had to go all the way back. And yeah, so that was not a good night's sleep. I don't think for anyone. And uh, the next day we woke up and we just trudged through it. It was like, took us damn near the whole day. And we finally found a little pencil stream. Yeah. whole day? We finally found a little pencil stream at the end, I think. And like, where we got to like take a little break and eat lunch or something, but then we just had to kind of find Still a campsite just, that night. Like yeah. we didn't get much. It was really, it wasn't great. That's but. the crazy thing. Like in both of my trips, we never had a portage that took us like the whole day. You know what I mean? Like whenever I hear you guys' stories about like, we were literally porging stuff. And for people who don't, porging is like, so if you're on a, um, a water-based trip with like, a canoe, portaging, portaging is just throwing all your gear on your back like going in between one body of water to the next. So like if you're on the, if you're on a lake with a canoe and stuff and you have to get to a different lake, then you're just going to have to portage across the land to get to the other, like other side. Um, it's a lot of work. Cause like, especially on these trips that are like a month long, you have a ton of food. So your bags are way down. The canoes aren't light. So you're just, and especially that's like, that stuff's hard if you're just like on the pavement walking, but if you're like walking through the woods or the yeah. marsh or the bog, it's yeah. even worse. Um, plus the bugs and then, yeah. And then if the storm's coming, then it's just a mess, but there's none, none of my trips that we have ever like, cause I heard some poor stories. I'm like that portage took us three days. It's like, I could not imagine portaging for three straight days. Like, that's I all know. you're doing. I know that's ridiculous. And it's tough too. Cause like when you plan your route, like you have where you start and you know where you're going to end and you're not just going to like magically get to the no. end. Ugh. Like, you know, you have to get there <laughs> and it's like, all right. If it's going to take you three days to do a port, it's like after the first day, it's like, all right, we're day behind now. Yeah, and then yeah. day two, we're two days behind yeah. now. So then you have to figure out how much time you have left and then how you're going to make up all that ground that you just lost. So it's like, it's, it's like a mental yeah. toll to it. Yes, as well. it's a mess. That's crazy. But yeah, there, there's mine. So Zach. I think mine kind of plays off of Tanner's a little bit. Um, so mine was also on a, Lay Voyager's trip. This was in 2018. Uh, my crew and I, we were doing a a new like area that hasn't really been done or it hasn't been done for a very long time. But we were ending on a river that we, I can't remember if we talked about this in an earlier episode or not, but we could not find any information on this river at all. Like there's nothing online, couldn't find books about it, <laughs> couldn't find anything. And that was where we were going to spend like the last half of our trip. Oh, no. on this river um and so 
so I guess the my like worst experience kind of comes in like over a course of a couple of days. So we started basically um, southeast quite a ways of where this river was, and our plan was to basically go like straight north and then straight west to catch it. Yeah. Um, and so to get there was like a series of a lot of like lake hopping from lakes to lake. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned before, we were in an area where I don't know. If I bet half the lakes, probably more than half the lakes that we were on, like nobody's been to. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like we were it's super remote, super remote. Yeah. yeah. And so like you could tell when you're in areas, obviously that people have maybe been a while ago, like there's signs of like garbage or something. There was like old loggers or trappers cabins uh-huh. or uh-huh. remains of trails or something. Yeah. But like there was nothing in these areas. <laughs> and so like we knew that it was going to be, harder when we kind of got to like where the trail started to fade out and we're like looks like people didn't keep going this way (laughs) and so over the course of like a week we had spent we had to spend every single day like making the portages from one lake to the next and so um i remember one day in specific we were doing this longer portages probably like two and a half kilometers long yeah and there was no portage trail in between and so it's quite the process if you've never done it to like make or do a bush crash as we call it so basically you have to leave all of your gear and what we do is we take a map compass and some flagging tape and basically use the map and compass to figure out the direction of travel and then go through and use the flagging to kind of mark the direction so a couple people are doing the map and compass navigational part and then the other people are kind of moving branches sticks that kind of stuff out of the way so a 17 foot canoe can fit through yeah and so everybody's walking in one direction kind of flagging and finding the directions and uh, areas of least resistance and then at the end you all go back and continue to move stuff to kind of double up on the trail to make it nice and neat so that it's easy for you to go through but it takes you a long time, a long time yeah, to way do that. longer than it was so that like that in itself just took us like hours to do and then you have to go back and then actually do the portage with yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. and i just remember vividly like seeing some of these it was just like walls of tree like you probably couldn't have seen a foot into the trees it was yeah. just like so thick and then we were going through this portage and this was still when we were like navigating the bush crashing part of it and it just came to like a sheer cliff yeah and the water was at the bottom of it it's like <laughs> well now what do we do yeah (laughs) so then we had to figure out like we had to kind of like go back into the side a little bit where we could kind of find like steps to go down but to get down it we had to like take the canoes off and like two man them and like hand over hand them down down this cliff cliff. yes and then all of the gear um and then we get to the next lake and then you go and the lakes aren't like this area. I remember the lakes weren't like huge. Like it probably took you a half hour to cross the lake. Yeah. And then you get to the other side and it's like, well, now I have to go do the, do the exact same thing. Like, oh my God. And so that was like what we did for an entire week. But that, that same day we got to the end of the portage and we started eating lunch. And then this massive storm rolls in and it just starts downpouring and lightning and everything so we like all spread out in the woods kind of with like our whole like severe weather procedure and we're like eating our food our bowls are like half filled with water and then full with the rest of our foods our foods like getting soggy and gross and 
everybody's just like shivering uncontrollably because it's like freezing everybody's just soaked to the bone like everything is now wet because it's been raining hard for so long um and it's like as soon as we saw our protocols basically like after you haven't heard thunder or lightning for about a half hour or so that's when it, you can start to consider getting back on the so water correct, yeah and so it was like 28 minutes and then there'd be like crash of thunder oh, like, that's what happened to us too it's like bro and then we just sit there again and we're just it's just downpouring so we're just getting soaked and yeah. you're just freezing <laughs> and then finally it was like starting to lighten a little bit enough where we could start thinking about it so we like all basically just like huddle we're like we're so cold right now. <laughs> and then we cross this little lake and then we have to just go do the same exact thing again and so it's just like a series of like a week, but that day in specific, just because of the bad weather involved with it as well. It's like everybody's morale is so low because they're just soaked and cold. And yeah. You just want to be warm and eat a bunch of food and all of that. But you know, you have to go across the lake and clear out a trail for several hours and come back and you know exactly portage everything yes. through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But when we finally got to the river, it was fantastic and Love just it. a super awesome experience. Cool. Um, like Tanner said with like the pencil stream thing, when we were planning our route, we, so there was like a main river that we knew well that we could have taken just all the way to Lake Winnipeg. Yep. And so that was our backup because we had to go from this main river on a pencil stream that was 14 kilometers long. Oh, no. And so, and then that is what we kind of used to connect to this other river. Yep. And so we're like, in this year, the water was like four feet low. Oh no. And shit. so we were like, this, could be this is not looking very good. Yeah, it's not there. Dude. Yeah. But luckily when we got there, it was like very like marshy as far as like just tall grass, but like the, like probably half the width of a canoe of water. Like you could see the, like where the stream normally is. Yeah. So it was like enough where the canoe could float, but you had to like give a little bit extra like oomph to get it yeah, like yeah. through the grass. Yeah. So you um, did that for 14 kilometers? Yeah. Wow. It took, well, yeah. So there was like a random like little like pond lake, like almost halfway through. So that was That's our goal for like landmark. one day to get there. Oh. And then the next day was to like finish it. Um, the thing with those two is like when they're that long and it's a pencil stream, you never know if like, just I'm gonna like, the next kilometer will just be gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's you, so scary. You could get you could get twelve kilometers in, and then like all of a sudden it could just be dead. Yeah, like, yeah. Dead. You're oh. just like we're worried the whole time. You're just and like, that, come on, please. That on one of our trips, the same thing. We had a, like a pretty important pencil stream that was gonna, like that was kind of long. It was gonna take us from here to there. And I just remember paddling up to it, looking around like at the woods. I was like. Those woods are thick. Like we're not getting yeah. through there. If this pencil stream isn't there, they're literally screwed. Oh gosh. But um is that is that like kind of encompass just the Yeah, it was just because like, the, the river you got to was perfect after, it was after you got there. Except yeah. for it being like low water, but but like yeah, like I said, we hadn't found like any information about this river. So we don't so know weird. if we were like the first people to do it or not. Like yeah. There was no for sure boy like, like the first one. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure from the program. But like overall, like there was like no sign that people have paddled it before. Yeah. Um, at least maybe not for a very long time. Yeah. Um, at least in the internet age. Cool. So. And I just want to um Sam, I don't know if you have another another story or not, but I just wanted to kind of use this time to like kind of preface. Obviously, we're we're talking about some really like crappy experiences doing this kind of stuff. Um and I just don't ever want that to like, um, 
dissuade you from trying out these new like outdoor activities? Cause like I talked about it in our um, cold weather camping um, podcast, like two podcasts ago, a little bit about how my first winter camping experience was tragic. Like we yeah. were in a three season tent. It was super cold. I didn't prep well. Like I was, that was another one of my worst. Actually my very worst night was the second time we tried to do winter camping and I was like super sick. I had like not strep or something, but like some kind of throat thing. So the whole night felt like I was breathing like glass. Was like it was, so the first night winter camp, my first experience winter camping, super cold, tragic. Second time was worse because <laughs> I was sick and it felt like I was breathing glass because it was so cold. But the third time we did it was in like a, a perfect Quincy with like super warm sleeping bags and we had everything figured out and it was like the perfect experience. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it took me those first couple times to like, it was awful. Like I honestly, like before, before we try to go to sleep, it was totally fine. Hanging around, hanging around with the fire, hanging around, hanging around the fire and like doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Words are hard. Um, but then like once I like went to bed, it was like one of the like top five worst nights of my life. Um, the, both of them cause I was so cold and it hurt to breathe. Um, but that third time was like perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, just because if you, if you're starting to do something, if you have a bad experience, like rock climbing, or if you're trying to get into like bow hunting or just whatever, like, or even like camping or fishing and stuff. Like if you, if you don't catch it, like my first, even my first bow hunt this year, the first, my first two, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a single deer yet. Like in the two times I've that, That's going to make when you see that deer so oh, much 100%, better. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, I was sitting in the sand. I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. Cause I'm freezing. I don't see a deer. But if I see one, I'm gonna get hyped. Yeah, like, it's gonna be sick. Yeah. Um, and that, and we were even talking to Connor about it too. Oh, I guess we haven't re- released that podcast yet. Yeah. But so we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just about how like those bad experiences bring like that group together. And there's so many times, like Sam, I know we've been on a couple trips together. But, like so many times, like the talking points after the trip and like all the laughs come from like maybe a really shitty experience that was going on during the trip. But it's just like funny to bond over and just like think about after the fact yeah it also helps you appreciate like if you have a couple bad days in a row it really helps you appreciate when that sunny day does come along or like you get the little wins and then you can appreciate those a little bit more yeah and i mean like on a lot of these trips like a lot of things are just like inevitable to happen and like for like my experience, like we knew going into this, like it was not going to be easy because we knew not many people had been in that area. So it was like, we kind of knew what to expect, but like it still catches you off guard. You're hoping for the best and planning for the worst, but you really want it to be pretty good. (laughs) Something that I remembered, Zach, that I don't know if you remember, but it just has really stuck with me. It was all the way back to when I was a sophomore in high school, right? You go after your sophomore year. You had just went on the trip and I remember we were talking about it might have been just before I was about to go on my first trip trip. So like after sophomore year or whatever, you said like, oh, like over the course of the whole trip, you might not be thinking to yourself like, wow, I'm having like a great time. Like even the whole time you're doing it, you might not be thinking that. But like at the end of the trip, you're like, wow, that was unbelievable. Yeah. And it's such like a weird phenomena kind of to me yeah. to think about where it's like, because it's for sure happened. And I, I was even looking back at my uh, journal just to try to get some ideas for this. Yeah. And it's like, I was not having fun. Yeah. Some days. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and when you say this, like you were really like, I was like, why am I here? Honestly. But it's just like all that stuff kind of leads to the end. And it's just like, makes it so much better. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just getting through that stuff. I don't know. It just makes it and a better I, experience. I feel like it's all about like another big piece of all of this is like your attitude. 
like you can choose to have like a bad attitude when you're going through this or like a good attitude. Like this one story that gets brought up in my head is when I was guiding and we had had the perfect trip. We were like 15 days in, like it had barely rained. Um, and also like it was the first morning where we woke up and it was raining. So we had to pack up, like pack up camp in the rain. Everything was soaked. Um, some guys were not prepared cause it hadn't been raining for two weeks. Um, so we didn't have the rain gear and we were paddling and they were cold and just kind of like, they were whining and moaning and we got to finally got to lunch and it was still raining and like everybody was just like super just on edge yeah. like just get after oh, yeah. so, so then like my co-guy and i were like dude like you guys have to chill out like it's just a little bit of rain like you guys are lucky like one of our um one of our friends i know her her trip it like it rained more than it didn't rain for 26 which days which is insane which is insane it like it rained more than it didn't yeah. like the, so if you just like imagine that like we had a half a day of rain. So my, my guy and I are like, you guys need to like, just grow up. And, but the, on the flip side of that, we're also like trying to stay like chipper and like, okay, like, yeah, it's raining. That sucks. But you can choose to have a good attitude about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then they, they got pretty lucky because literally right as we got done with lunch, the rain stopped and it was like sunny. It's like, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't think they actually learned anything. But at the same time, it's like, they got a little taste of it's not, it's obviously not all sunshine and rainbows. So um, yeah, just some some crazy times but that's that's the same thing as like it, a lot of the times those are like the fun memories or yeah. stories that you have uh-huh. like after the fact and it, it usually it's, it's a pretty good like education moment like learning moment for like the next time you go um sam and reagan obviously haven't learned yet how to do that <laughs> but, but uh i'm sure hopefully the third time will be good um Cool. All right. Well, we just want to thank all of you again for tuning in to the Voyage Away podcast. Um, We hope you have a great rest of your day and God bless. Might be a little loud. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into the Voyage Away podcast. Follow us on social media at the Voyage Away for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.